Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of Greg's Mental Breakdown. Yo soy Greg, and I'm here to talk to you about what's going on with me. Now, it's been a minute since I sat down and had a moment to podcast. I feel like that's how I start off every podcast, letting you guys know how much time, little time that I did have. But I'm here. I'm making some time right now. I have an opportunity. My wife is over in the other room watching a movie. My little one's out at the park with his cousins. So I think we're in a good spot to do some podcasting. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, guys, I haven't been... I think the last time that I recorded anything was sometime in July. I'd have to go back and look at it exactly. I think the beginning of July, middle of July, because I remember it was about my uh, bout with COVID-19 and that's long gone. That's old news. That's something that I have already uh, been there, done that. Life's got something new for me this month. And I think I shared on the last podcast that my wife and I were expecting. You know, we had a little one that was about to be on the way. And if you guys follow me on my other uh, social media platforms, which... Uh, It'd be weird if you didn't, and you only follow this one, so hopefully you guys are lurking away at something else besides this, because it's a little weird, but it's okay. It's actually a little uh, flattering. This is the only thing you want to hear from me. But anyways, uh, if you guys have already seen on my Instagram and Facebook that my uh, our little one has finally made his entrance into the uh, big wide world, so he's here. A little dude came in on the 3rd of August. It was a whole month early. He should have been here the 30th, but uh, he decided on the 3rd, so he's here. He's already home. He's doing great. He's healthy. Mom's already feeling pretty good. She's healthy. She's healing up, and she's uh, getting herself getting herself back to having her own body back, you know, which is something that I will never, never experience, so I have no idea. How much we how weird that must actually be, but uh, she's feeling good about having him out. But crazy, it's just kind of we're still in awe that he's already here because technically today's the twenty third. He still should be uh, a little bun in the oven. He should still be cooking, but he's here, man. And it definitely caught us by surprise. Um. You know, we we thought we still had a whole month. We thought we still had four weeks to buy and do everything we still needed to do, but apparently not. You know, like the week before he actually came, you know, we had already been, we had a list of things that we still needed to get done. We still needed to buy like a car seat and like a little travel system, the stroller and all that. Uh, there was still some things I needed to assemble as far as furniture and some rearranging of the house as far as furniture. And we didn't even have our like uh, our bags that we we're gonna take to the hospital pack. Like neither my wife nor I had uh, anything ready. So he was born on the third. So the week before, when I was going back to work, probably my Monday or my Tuesday, I you know I make it a point to let Sabrina know, hey, I think we should take these next two days off, as we're we're in the month, we're like a month away before the baby comes, we should make sure we get everything that we still have as loose ends tied up, you know, make sure we get the car seat situation figured out, and 
maybe go buy the stuff that we still need to uh, put in our travel bags, you know, or just little amenities that we're going to need, you know, toothbrushes and toothpaste and those little things to kind of just have in our bag for while we're at the hospital. And I don't remember what else. Those, we were trying to just get make sure everything was done. That was just like me making sure that we're already like getting close to the finish line. We got to make sure we get get these things done. So yeah, Sabrina was totally on board. She understood. We just kind of were like, oh, we still got a month, so let's not stress too much. But yeah, let's try, start getting these things out of the way because a month will fly by in no time. So that's what we did. Uh, Come Saturday, which was my Friday for the week, my last work day. Uh, that evening, we made it the point to go uh, look at strollers and travel systems and car seats and all that stuff. And you never really would think about it otherwise unless you're in the market for a new travel system for your baby. But the world would really de- benefit from there being like a little baby dealership. You know, you know, like think of a car dealership and you go out and you look at the cars, check out the rims, you know, tap on the hood a little bit, you know, try to haggle down the price, all that good stuff. You know, at first thought, there really wasn't anything like that for babies. You know, if you go to Target or Walmart, I guess they do have a few of them laid out. But there's usually not anyone there to like tell you about them, tell you what's different about them give you, you know, all the features, you know, the anti-lock brakes and, you know, the power windows and all that stuff. You know, no one's there to talk to you about that for your stroller. And uh, my wife was able to find some place called uh, Bye Bye Baby. And apparently they didn't have, she didn't think they had one here in San Antonio. But the, then we realized, oh, there actually is one. They just opened one up like late June, I think the 23rd of June. So we go and we check it out on Saturday. And the guy is super helpful. I did not think you could know this much about strollers, but this dude, Mike, at Bye Bye Baby, gave us the best rundown for a stroller you could hear anywhere. Like, I mean, we went in to the store looking to buy a certain stroller. You know, we had a budget for that one. We're kind of going around that one. It was like four or five hundred dollars. And that was like, okay, this is as much we're going to spend. We're not going to go too much more over this when we get there the guy shows us that one and we feel the material it's kind of like itchy and scratchy and we don't really know if you know the baby's gonna dig it we didn't really dig it too much but we're thinking you know part of us was the thing was already settling a little bit but then the guy was like no you know what if the one that i love is this one he like showed us this really really nice travel system and this thing's like the ferrari of travel systems like it's got Super nice material. It's got like super, super nice safety add-ons that none of the other ones had. And it was just, you know, he started going, I I can't ramble on about the stroller the way this guy did. Talked about what the tires were made out of, you know, how light it was, how easy it was to pack up, the different safety features it had. You know, showed us the cup holders, the iPod charger. No, there's no iPod charger. That would be funny, though. But he he sold it to me, man. I was like, my goodness, I did not know I was going to spend this much on a stroller coming in. And it's not the most expensive one. There's definitely some that are like the Bentleys, I guess, of strollers. This is like, you know, a little bit below. But anyways, 
we left there. In my mind, I knew I wanted that one, so we ended up getting that one, but not that day. Still didn't have it. We're still kind of in the air, I guess. You know, we were still thinking we had a whole month, so we're like, oh, we'll we'll think about it a little more. It is, we'll make sure that's really what we want. So that day goes on. That's Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, Sabrina wakes up and she's feeling a little off. You know, she feels like she's already starting to have some contractions, you know, some, you know, it's a little some pressure, some pain. She's not really feeling, you know, since this is her second baby, she kind of, you know, felt that like they were what she remembers contractions feeling like. But, you know, it's like a month before. So we're like, oh, well, I guess we'll keep an eye on it, you know. I was a little concerned, but I wasn't to the point where I felt we needed to go to the hospital in that moment. Because, like I said, you know, it was a month before, we didn't have any kind of indication that uh, the baby was going to come early. Usually with uh, preemies, you kind of hear that something, you know, might be a complication. That's why they might come a little early or, you know, there's usually some something that would give you an alarm that you and you might have your baby a little early. I mean, this indication, there really wasn't that. So we didn't really, I didn't really think anything of it at the time. So anyways, we go over to her mom's house. We had breakfast there. Uh, and at this point, we still don't have, like, the bags packed for the hospital. So... Sabrina says, no, let's go. Let's go over to Target. Let's buy these last-minute things that we need. Let's make sure we have everything. And we do. We spend the whole day going out to different, a few different stores. And this whole time, Sabrina's still feeling these same same pains, like the same contraction-like feelings. And after doing a little research, you know, at the time, because we're concerned, so we at least did our own, you know, Googling of what could be going on. Could it really be labor? And I guess there's three different types of labor. You know, there's there's true labor, which is when you go through right before you have your baby. Uh, women will go through something called a Braxton Hicks contraction, which is like a, you know, it's just the sensation. It's your body getting ready for the action of delivering a baby going down the line. And then there's something else that I can't quite remember the name, but it's essentially a false false labor and we were kind of leaning 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 on the side of it being you know a false labor we didn't she didn't she remembers what the Braxton Hicks ones felt like and she said it didn't feel like that she did say that it felt more like an actual contraction pain but with it being so early we just had the inclination that it was the false labor so we go through the day Walking up and down Target, stopping for ice cream in the middle of the middle of our trips. Whole time, Sabrina's still going through the same pains. Uh, so we get home, we start making dinner, make dinner, eat dinner, and it's right around dinner time that you know Sabrina tells me, "Oh, you know what? This is starting to get a little more intense." I'm not sure if it's just because I'm eating or what, but I do feel this is getting a little more, a little more intense as far as 
the f sensation goes. And if this was any other time besides this time of COVID-19 and extra protocols and extra precautions, we most likely would have already been at the hospital maybe even earlier that afternoon just to make sure everything was okay. But uh, Sabrina contacted her doctor. She was going to try to see her on Monday. And she really just didn't want to go through the extra protocols more than once. Especially if it was going to be a false false labor and we were going to be there for, for nothing, essentially. So she was very hesitant, very hesitant on making that call. Because at the end of the day, you know, I told her, hey, just let me know whenever we need to go. You know, I'm not telling you we shouldn't. This is your body. You know, you know what it's telling you. You just let me know when it is to the point that we need to take off. So she understood, but she still had her reservations and didn't really feel the need to push it any more than that. So I know to go to bed, put my son to bed. And it's around, I guess, 4 in the morning, maybe 3.34. Serena wakes me up. It's like, no, this is this is intense. I'm really, I need you to, like, put pressure on my back so you can kind of relieve some of the pressure I'm feeling in the front of my body. So I do that, and I'm, like, half asleep and barely even able to, like, do that at that point. So she ends up going to the bathroom, and she comes out, and she's like, no, we need to leave, like, now. Like, this is this is definitely it. This baby's coming. So I wake up, shoot out of bed. We call her mom, send our son over. The funniest thing, we're sending my son over, and he's like half asleep, super groggy. And I'm carrying him to his grandma's house. And half asleep, the only thing he can tell me is like, Dad, do, do we really have to do this right now? Can we do this later? Can we do this tomorrow? And, oh, yeah, I wish it worked that way, buddy. But uh, we got to go. You got to go to your grandma's. Go upstairs. Go to sleep. So we send my son over. I go back to the house. We're frantically just still getting these last little things into our bags. Get that in there. We leave. And this whole time, Serena is just with this intense focus in her face, just trying not trying to keep everything together. So we're driving. We're going to the hospital. We, uh, we're driving to Methodist Hospital in the medical center. We live probably, we live by I-10 and Calabria Road, so it's not too far, but it definitely felt twice as far as it actually was in those moments. I'm very lucky that it was that early in the morning and there wasn't any traffic. Uh, I didn't have to run a red light just to make sure we didn't uh, have a baby in my car, which we almost did. So we get to uh, the hospital and man... We were definitely were regretting not even having a chance to take like a first run through, like driving through the hospital, making sure we know exactly what we need to need to park at the time or where's the quickest entrance and all that stuff. You know, we'd given birth or my wife had given birth to our last baby at the same hospital. So I guess I was hoping it'd be kind of like riding a bike. And once I got there, I knew exactly what to do. But yeah, in those moments, it was a little bit hectic. So driving up to the entrance, the one I drive up to that has a little arrow that says emergency, you drive in there and all of a sudden it's closed off. So I have to like turn around, try to find the right entrance. So I finally do. 
So we park in the garage and we're walking, walking down the garage and it's still a ways away. Like it says emergency. And it even has a big sign by the door walking to it says emergency entrance. And it's just to me like, why is it so far? Especially in those moments, you're just like, why is this emergency entrance so far from where I have to park? What if I was bleeding out, you know? Anyways. We're walking, and Sabrina and I are kind of arguing, because it's just at this point, like, she's like, this baby's coming. I'm like, what do you want me to do? You want me to get you back in the car? I'll drive you to the door. She's like, no, let's just keep going. So we're walking, and we get in through the admission area. And with everything going on, they, you know, they stop us immediately. Like, oh, we're real quick, we have to take your temperature. Here's these masks. So they do that real quick. And as we're walking to the back, Sabrina's just like, I need to use your bathroom. Can I use your bathroom, please? And she's, they, she's like, yeah, it's right over here. You know, go go real quick. So she goes, and one of the ladies is up there, goes in the bathroom to check on her. You know, they get her a wheelchair. So like, ma'am, you need to sit in this wheelchair so your husband can take you over to the uh, labor and delivery unit. So she tries to sit down, and like she can barely sit down. She's like, no, no, I can't, I can't. I'm just going to walk. So I think she goes back into the bathroom and they end up getting her out of there again. And finally she's like, no, man, you have to sit in this wheelchair. Your husband can get you there faster. So she does. And she's like sitting on the wheelchair to like one side, like barely able to like be on there. And I'm like running, 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 running all the way to the labor and delivery area. And we don't even get to the door and she like hops out of the chair. She's like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. And she gets up. We walk into the door. When we get there, this is like 4.30 in the morning. We get in there, and there's already another couple in there. And this is, there couldn't be two more polar opposites in one room than at this moment. You know, Sabrina and I are walking in there completely frantic. Sabrina's like, she's literally about to give birth to this baby. Super frantic. We go to the window, and there's a little lady that's in the admission window that's helping this couple. And this couple, you know, God bless them, they're probably just there for a scheduled, like, induced delivery or something, but they're, like, super calm. They're kind of just chatting it up with the lady, and she's, she brought this, like, giant platter of cookies. She's talking about how she made cookies for the nursing staff and whoever was there, and she just had some extra time and thought she'd make cookies. So, yeah, they're chatting, you know, they're laughing. And Sabrina's like, I need, all right, I'm about to have a baby. I need to, you know, I need to see someone. And the lady behind the window's like, oh, just a minute, ma'am. We'll be right with you. We'll be with you in a minute. And at this time, Sabrina's like losing this. She's like, can I just use your bathroom or whatever? She goes back there and like, and they're, at this moment, they don't even want to let her in. She's like, ah, oh, well, maybe, uh, let, let me see if I can get someone to help you. Someone comes to the door and takes her to the back to use the bathroom. And when she's back there, this couple's finishing up, and they're like, oh, well, here's these cookies. And, like, they're trying to fit them through the the window, and, like, there's a little slot under the window, but the cookie tin is too big. So there's this weird, like, back and forth of how do we get the cookies to you? And they finally go around and grab them, and then the lady's like, well, do you want your thing back? And I am just in awe that this is going on in front of me right now, knowing the situation with Sabrina and how desperate it seemed. So anyways, they finally step away, and the guy that's with, the guy that's in this couple, 
was looking at Sabrina like the crazy, like she's the craziest person. <laughs> he can't believe what's going on. So anyways, I sit down and they're asking me some questions and trying to get me admitted or registered or whatever. And while this is going on, I start hearing some more commotion, like in the back. You can kind of hear the commotion that's going on behind the window. You can hear some ladies like being frantic, like, and in my mind, I'm maybe realizing like, man, maybe they finally realize how serious Sabrina is, like how far along she is. So they're getting her situated or whatever. And I can hear this beeping going on. Then I hear like more commotion. And finally this lady comes up and she's telling the lady behind the admission window something like just like super frantic and she looks super frazzled. And she's telling her something. They're going back and forth. I can't really make out what they're saying. At some point she looks at me. She goes, are you dad? Are you the dad for that lady back there? And I was like, I think so. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm dad. She's like, oh, we need to get him back there. We need to get him back there. So anyway, she's like, oh, well, she's, he's not done with his paperwork. He's like, no, he needs to go back there. So anyways, I go up and I start walking to the back. Let me through the door. As I'm walking into the triage area where it's really just the area where they kind of see if you're ready to even be given a room or anything. I start hearing a baby crying. Like there's already a baby. I can hear a baby crying. As I'm walking up to the Sabrina and the bed she's in. And yeah, you wouldn't believe it. The baby was already here. Not even five, ten minutes from uh, the moment we walked into the hospital. There was already a baby crying his little lungs out. So I'm in awe. Like, yeah, the baby's here. Caught us off guard. And yeah, it was nuts. I cannot believe how quickly that all happened as far as us leaving the house to the point that there was a baby in front of us. But, uh, yeah, like I wish Sabrina was here to tell you the story. But apparently, no one even caught the baby. Like, they were, they were hooking her up to the machine, they were. Checking to see if she was really ready to go, and by the time they're like, "Oh yeah, we need, let's let's start getting you hooked up or whatever." Apparently, the nurse turns around, and by the time the nurse turns back around, there is a baby on the little on the bed. Baby had just come out, and it was absolutely crazy. So Sabrina didn't have any kind of like sedatives, any kind of uh, epidural or anything like that. It was a completely completely spontaneous and natural birth she spent the whole day i guess you know having true labor and actually going through labor pains and next thing you know we were blessed with a baby which is absolutely crazy so since then that's kind of what we've been up to <laughs> taking care of a little little dude little baby ezra we're happy to have him here. We're happy to have mom already feeling good. Mom being healthy. His older brother is extremely happy to have him in his little world already. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment for everybody, but I think we are uh, we're all enjoying it every little minute of it. I'm enjoying the fact that I don't have to be at work for a while. I was able to take 
six weeks, I won't be at work for, well, it's three weeks at this point, but six weeks of not having to be at work, which is nice. You know, I do miss everybody there, but I'm really enjoying the time I'm getting with the family. And I know that it's going to go by too quickly. So I'm enjoying it definitely while I have it. But I do feel a little out of practice for this. You know, I do feel like I haven't done this in a while, so wasn't completely prepared. Even just getting this time now was kind of spontaneous, so I took the moment to at least recap a little bit of what happened. Recap a little bit of uh, how I've been since then. You know, it's crazy having another another child in the world, especially now. And to me, I mean, kids are amazing. I mean, you're mainly your own kids. I'm not too crazy about other people's kids. You know, there's a handful that are cute. There's a handful, especially the ones that you really don't know, that aren't. But your own kids, man, they're one of the most amazing things that you can experience as an, as an individual. You know, they're... They're so, so pure in the sense that there's, you know, especially when they're that young, they're nothing but innocence, they're nothing but joy, they're nothing but, you just want to give them love, you want to make them, you want to nurture them, there's something that comes over you that you never felt before. You know, I feel like I've always told people that, ask me how, how it is having a kid, and how, what it was like having my first, and now a second. It really is like an instant fast track to kind of getting your getting your stuff together. You know, it really is kind of putting you on the fast track of getting your shit together. And that's if you really want to. You know, I can't say that it's an instant thing that just, you know, happens like that. But once you have your child, once you have them in your arms, and once you have that feeling of wanting to give them the world. You know, you don't you don't want anything else but to make sure that they have everything that they possibly can and that you can do everything in your power to give it to them. So it really is something that if you truly want it, it'll make you into a completely different person, a completely better person. And you'll never want to be anything but but that, you know. You know, I know that there are plenty of people out there who don't have that in their lives. You know, they don't have those those fam those parents, those family figures, those mothers or fathers. And I can't even imagine what that's like. You know, I don't I don't have any experience with that, but It really is mind-boggling to me, especially after having my own child. You know, parents can feel that way to their children, but everyone has their own story. Everyone has their, their own reasons. And it really is hard to give, to give up everything else you have in your life that you might hold dear at that moment. But it's almost like nothing can compare to that. You know, you you have this life you bring into the world that, you know, you're essentially responsible for. 
you're responsible for how you know how they turn out. Your input has a huge impact on who they become. And I love that feeling, you know, I love that feeling of knowing that my child is going to, knowing that what I want to give him, I know he's going to be okay. You know, at the end of the day, people get older and people make their own decisions, but when you put in the time and you put in the work to to love your child, to show them unconditional love, to show them you care, to show them your compassion. At the end of the day, I think that's what matters the most and that's what is going to influence their decisions as they get older. So I'm extremely, extremely fortunate, extremely, extremely gracious to be a part of that, to be a father, to be able to give that to my children. To be able to be an example, to be able to give them hope, and all that good stuff. And right now I'm just enjoying every minute of it that I can. You know, I'm not perfect. I feel like I do fail a lot when it comes to being a great dad in the sense that, you know, I get lazy. And it's definitely something that I'm working on within myself. There's definitely plenty of times that I'd rather be doing something else. But then I realized, you know, how important the time is, how important putting the time is. And at the end, that wins, you know. I certainly do better because there's plenty of moments where my laziness might prevail. And I put off, put off things for another day. And at the end of the day, that doesn't feel good. You know, when you know you've put something off, especially for something that, for someone that, you know, holds you so highly, you know, children will think the world of you, you know. When you have your child and you're holding them in your arms and you raise them and they get to know you, there's nothing in the world that will ever replace you as a parent. Especially as they get older, especially as you show them more love and especially if you, as you you know, give them more care and appreciation. Nothing can ever replace that. So I'm extremely gracious to be able to be be that to my children. It's my goal to con it's my goal to always try to be better. I try to be conscience conscious. Try to be conscious of the things that I do and how it affects them. I just want to lead them in the right direction, you know. At the end of the day, I want to create a path for them. Lay out a path. And do my best to ensure that they have the sense, you know, to follow that. But that's me getting a little deep when it comes to having kids now. And I think now in these times where there's just so much division and uncertainty and things are, you know, not the same as they used to be. 
And a lot of people will, will say, you know, what? why even bring a child into into this environment, you know? And if you don't, you know, if you're not, if you don't know, then I can see that argument, like, you know, not knowing the joys of what comes with a child. What amazing thing come what amazing things come from the sacrifices of having a child? I can understand being scared. You know, it honestly is one of the most brave things that a mother especially, you know, a mother and a father can do is bringing a child into the world because once they're once they're out you and the child are so much more vulnerable. You know, there's so much more that you're putting yourself at risk for. There's so much more that you're having yourself overcome. So for all the parents out there, you guys are amazing. You know, you guys do a great job. Know that your sacrifices are going to pay off greatly. The more you spend the more time you spend with your children, the more love you show them, the better this world's going to be. And that's really all what it's about, you know. When people ask, why have a child now? In this time where things are so dark, so uncertain. Because those children can be the light. Those children can be hope. Each child, every child born into this world is a little glimmer of hope. Who's to say that anyone's child born right this second or that any child that has been born isn't capable of doing amazing amazing great things you know leading countries leading people leading communities every child every soul every person listening to this right now has that potential especially especially when they're steered in the right direction when they're given a light to follow I mean, that's a, I can't think of a better reason to have a child than to hope that they can make the world better tomorrow and to do everything in your power to leave them with something better. It makes you a better person. It's going to make you want to work towards making the world a better place to making smarter decisions because you want that for your children. You know, you want a better world for your children and the best way to start is with your own actions. So I mean that's what that's how I look at having you know children and children in today's world in the world of 2020 where things can be scary and things can be bleak and know that our children are here to help us guide us in the right direction. So I don't want to take too much more of y'all's time. I'm glad you guys listened if you did. We'll see how uh, consistent I can keep this now with uh, two children in the house. I'll still try to find the time. Hopefully you guys can still try to find the time. But I hope you guys are doing well out there. hope that if you're having to do any 
virtual learning with your kids out there that uh the best of luck to y'all judah just started his a few days ago and that's definitely been interesting but i hope that if uh you're taking that on if you have that on your plate now that uh you can power through and get through it both you and your child or children it's definitely new no one's ever done this before none of us have any kind of uh, experience of having to do this before Especially as children, you know, maybe we had some online courses as you got older in college, but imagine being six and having to do your school online, you know, it's definitely, I feel for the kids and for the teachers. So best of luck to everyone out there. Keep wearing your mask, people. Keep making good decisions. And uh, I will see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Laters.